your people. Lord, the ones that are listening, God, the ones that are gathered together, God, you let that spirit of truth and that spirit of discernment come. And God, you let your truth ring true, God, in the hearts of your people and call them out. God, and call them forward into what you've ordained for their lives, God. I call forth those children of God, uh, those kingdom children, Lord, those that you've ordained before the foundation of the world. God, you let that spirit of truth ring true in them today. God, and you knit our hearts together in your love, and you bring us together, Lord. You bring the body of Christ together, Lord, in that one mind, Lord, the mind of Christ. One faith, Lord, one baptism, Lord. Everything, God, that you intended, Lord, to be one with you, you bring us together today. And you let that spirit of truth prevail. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. God, I praise your holy name. Lord, I praise you, Lord. You give me the wisdom, God. You give me the wisdom and you give me the grace to speak your words this morning, Lord. I know what you've dealt with my heart about. And you give me your wisdom and your grace, God, and you give us a receptive heart. Oh, my God, give us eyes to see, God, a heart to understand. Lord, I know your word speaks, God, of the word of God dropping like a hammer, God, but it also speaks of your doctrine dropping like dew. Lord, I don't want it to be that your word has to drop like a hammer. God, I want to be receptive. I'd rather that doctrine drop like dew, Lord, and just fall into that prepared ground that's in my heart. God, and let it just sink in, God, and go into that seed that's planted, God, and let it grow. That the Spirit, God, that it brings forth fruit upward, Lord, and take root downward and be strong, God. You minister to us, Lord. You minister to us, God. We're not children. We are mature, and we desire to be more mature. We desire to see you face to face. You don't have to speak to us as children, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. You know, God, I know that you desire for us to come forward, oh, as mature. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus, I praise you this morning. I feel your spirit working, Lord. God, I surrender my mind to you. God, all the weights, God, all the sins that so easily beset me, all the distractions, God, all the pulls I have in the natural, Lord, all the pulls I have in the ministry, all of it, God, all I have in my own life, my own body, my own concerns. Hallelujah, I let it go, Lord, and I cast that care upon you. Lord, and I submit my mind to you right now, Lord. I would to God we could do it 24-7, Lord, and we're striving. But if nothing else, Lord, right now at this time that we're gathered together, we surrender our minds to you. God, every care and concern that's in my heart, I surrender it to you. Oh, hallelujah. Penetrate us today, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Reach, come on. Hallelujah, he's working here. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, Brother Ronnie, obey the Lord. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Man, I feel him working. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Amen, as Sister Lisa was. Praying, the Lord brought some things back to my mind. Amen. I preached the other night, Brother Donald, uh, on a feet or on the days of Noah. The Bible says, "As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man." So they be eating and drinking and giving in marriage, and all those things. The Bible goes on saying, "Till they knew not until they entered the ark." And the Lord spoke to me and said, "There's a hypnosis spirit." He said, "Till they entered." I don't believe the art was just for salvation, Brother Donald. But I believe it was for an appointed time. 
point in time. God took me to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. It says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Be not drunk with wine where it is excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit. And the Lord spoke to me and said, They were drunk with wine, or they was under another influence. Come on, amen. He said, But be ye filled. One of the words for filled means to be controlled by. And in Noah's days, they were being controlled by everything of the flesh. Sister Lisa, when Satan tempted in the garden, he tempted the weaker vessel. Now, I know we look at our wives as a weaker vessel, and that's scriptural. But we have another weaker vessel. Come on, amen, that, that carnal man. But this is what the Lord spoke to me. In Ephesians 5, He told me to walk circumspectically. And the Greek word circumspectically means exactly or perfectly. And the opposite, Sister Lisa, means to walk without forethought, with no sense of direction, no leadership. Romans says this in chapter 8. He said, They that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. If we want sons of God, we've got to have leadership. You can't have leadership, sons of God, without leadership. But this is what the Lord spoke to me. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be. And he goes on and says, Till. The word till just kept jumping out. In Ephesians 4, he talks about the unity of the faith. And as it was in the days of Noah, there was two families that got on that ark. The husbands and the wives. When you marry, you become what? One flesh. And so there was one family or a family of that was unified by God that went in the ark. So, amen. But in Ephesians 4, he said this. He said, The fivefold ministry was for the perfecting of the saints till. Hallelujah. Till. I believe we're in that till. I believe one thing's fixing to shut. Come on, another thing's fixing to step on the scene. Come on, amen. There's a transformation. There's something taking place. Come on, amen. And people are going to miss that till. The Bible says they knew not they entered the ark. Amen. Because they were until they entered in. People are going to miss this thing. People are going to miss this. I just felt something working in my spirit since I've been here. Amen. I told the Lord, I said, Lord, when I go, I said, God, I'm going. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. You don't find realness everywhere. You don't find the real spirit working of the Spirit of God, Brother Donald. Amen. But I was sitting back now. I can feel that working. And I believe we're in that time of teal. Come on. We're in that time of teal. We're in that transformation where God's fixing to take us into a place, amen, where the sons of God, the earth groaneth for the manifestation of the sons of God. And I believe we're fixing to see that manifestation. It's just good to be here. Appreciate the Lord. Feel His Spirit already, amen, and just, just love each and every one. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You talk about being spot on. The Spirit of God brings unity. That's what it does. It, I, we're all in the, <clears throat> the same mind, the same spirit. We're going to speak the same thing. Hallelujah. So y'all get ready because I'm going to give to you what the Lord's put in my spirit this morning before pastor comes. Or maybe he won't come at all today. Hallelujah. What do we care? As long as the Spirit of God has His way, what do we care? I'm sure He'll come out and give us a hello at least. But y'all know what I mean. i got to go. I'm going to go with what God's put in my spirit. He's admonished me too many times not to draw back. He's admonished me too many times. that So I'm going to go with it. Hallelujah. I tell you, Brother Ronnie, you're right on. You get talking about, I say seasons, you said till. I'm going to use the word seasons. There's seasons and times, and y'all, everyone know how God's talked to us about seasons, and He told us we have to discern it. So I'm going to talk to you this morning for just a few minutes, and I know the folks that are listening on live stream, I know y'all, are we're, we're a preach-heavy church. 
We're not a song-heavy church. We're preach-heavy, and we got that. I understand it, so settle in, relax, and, you know, when the Lord brings that time that we can just lift our hands and sing, that's great, but that isn't today, so I'm just giving you all the heads up. Get ready. It isn't that today. My God, I need some word. I've been worshiping on my knees 30 minutes before church ever started. I was worshiping on my knees right there. I didn't have to have a song to worship. I've been worshiping. I've been up. Whatever, doesn't matter. I've been worshiping all morning. I've been worshiping. So that's what we need to get in the habit of. We've been taught too many things. We've been taught doctrines. We've been taught things that God has not said. We've come into forms and habits in the church that God has not said. And He's been trying to break us of these things. He's trying to break us, Brother Ronnie. We don't even mean to do it, but we've done it. We've fallen into habits. Pastor and I were talking about it this morning. Y'all, everyone know He could step out here, and if He started speaking in tongues in a certain way every one of us would bow our heads thinking he was fixing to prophesy but did we discern by the spirit of God I know we trust him as our as leadership I understand that but there's beyond that. I use that as an example. But there's plenty. We can go into church services. You under the tent, if somebody stands up in tongues and goes a certain way, you know good and well, whether you discern it's the Spirit of God, you might discern it's not when you're out there, but you go with it, right? Because you don't want to cause upset. But you know good and well, folks have stood up under your tent and tried to prophesy, and it wasn't the Spirit of God. But who discerned it? You did. But did anybody? Nope, they all bowed their heads waiting. Come on, y'all. God's getting real with us today. We better get down and get real in this thing. We've jerked. We've shouted. We've done a lot of stuff, but it wasn't God. Is He do that? Yeah, He's done that, but that's not all that He does. Those are confirmations. Those are things that He bears witness to us, but that's not how we bear witness to others. But you know what we've done? We've taken these things on and gone to church, and because we knew God gave us a confirmation of that, we've blathered it all over, jerked and shouted, trying to impress others that we've had a, some kind of great experience with God and it's been fake and it's not been real and that's where I'm going with this thing there's a spirit of deception been on the church y'all better hear what I'm telling you this goes back to when I was a teenager I saw it back then I know when the spirit of God talks to me and we better have ears to hear today we better be listening to what he's saying there's a spirit of witchcraft and deception that has come onto the church years ago your mama started out right but buddy the church went into deception it went into deception and because relationship was lost because God was even withdrawing his hand at times people tried to work it up instead of come to a season of seeking him you see he'll withdraw his hand because he wants you to seek him and find him so maybe it's not a jerk and a shout moment maybe it's a quiet seeking him moment coming to it a, 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 a time of relationship to see what the next step was who knows if the leaders of old had pursued on in leadership where we'd be today but they stayed in the move of God that he did they stayed in tongues they stayed in a shout they stayed in healing they stayed in that and they tried to make then when God pulled it back they faked it they put it out there because they're like they thought they had to go there they wouldn't seek to see what he wanted to do next the Son of Man ministry is what He wanted to do next, but they didn't seek it. They couldn't see that the next ministry was greater than what He had done then. And they, out of fear, they stayed there and not sought His face to find the way. Deception has been in the church for a very long time, since I was a teenager, for sure, because I've witnessed it. I lived under it. I'm 54, so you go back to when I was, how somebody can do their own math, but, you know, 15, 16 years old. 
I saw it. That's what turned me off a of church. That, that deception spirit. I'd see people just walk around and just blither out in tongues and just make an idiot out of themselves. What is that? Where is that in the Bible? He does not tell, you read about talking in tongues. I'm getting real with it today because we're not going to go forward if we don't. Who said that that was God? We faked it. And that just so turned me off. Did I speak in tongues? You better believe it. But the way it was brought forth and, and people misusing it, it's been wrong and it's been done wrong. Not just tongues, there's a whole lot of other things. But it's brought in a spirit of deception and this spirit of witchcraft. And what happened with the ministers? What happened when, the, when they saw the healing drawing back instead of seeking God and being comfortable with we got nothing and that's what God wants right now is nothing. Right? Instead of being comfortable with that, they began seeking for that power. And guess where it came from? Y'all don't like it, but I'm telling you, these preachers, they've got witchcraft spirits on them. They got it. They've been operating in it. I was witness to it. Don't tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. You'll figure it out somewhere, I hope. But I'm telling you, you better search the people in your life. The Bible tells us in 1 John, I've four, I believe it is, but he tells us to try the spirit. I don't have that gift. Brother Ronnie's got that gift of quoting that word. Wow. Man, he can do it. My husband can do similar. I'm not that. I'm like, yeah, where is it? But y'all know. Try the Spirit. Try it. He didn't say, everything out there is of me. He said, try it. I've been in these services, buddy. It looked good, Brother Ronnie. It looked good. Oh, man, it looked good. It looked, it looked uh, Pentecostal. Uh, it looked uh, like it might have integrity. Uh, it could praise and worship. Uh, the Word could quote the Word. I've seen it. But something, something felt nasty right here. I listened to a prophecy somebody sent to my husband. And uh, he had listened to it before me. And he said, listen to this. And this is a test. Just tell me what you think. I'm like, well, I don't know which way he's going to go. I don't know if he's wanting me to jump on this fella's bandwagon or if he's wanting me to go, whoa, that ain't God. But so I'm sitting there in that chair and I'm listening 20 minutes. 20 minutes into this thing. You can learn to prophesy. And you can learn to prophesy for an hour at the time. If you sat under the right teacher and under the right ministry, you can emulate that. Y'all better listen to me. I'm telling you the truth today. You better hear what I'm telling you. Because I'm going to give you the word here in just a minute. I'm going to finish explaining this. And I sat there and I listened and I was reaching out. I said, God, I said, though, though, I'm telling you, it sounded right. I said, yes, there's a latter day move. Yes, there's going to be deliverance and it's going to be among the body of believers. Yeah, you know, all these things. I'm listening. And I was so reaching, Sister Pat, for that Spirit of God. I'm spoiled. I'm used to feeling the Spirit of God. <laughs> True story. The pastor takes the mic. When he starts prophesying, he doesn't take me 20 minutes to find the Spirit of God. I'm feeling it before he ever says, Thus saith the Lord. So, I'm just saying. So I kept reaching, I kept reaching. And I, he, he made a statement, and I sat straight up in my chair. I told my husband, I said, that's it. Turn it off. He said, no, 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 listen. I said, no. I said, that ain't God. I said, I've been reaching for 20 minutes. 
trying to find the Spirit of God in this thing, and it wasn't there, but it was all good. And you could hear people in the background. That's what chapped my hide. You could feel, hear them in the background going, Yes, Jesus, yes, yes. They were all deceived. There's no way that thing was God. There's no way. It never mentioned the kingdom of God not one time. There's a whole lot of other things that was wrong. But he lost me. Shouldn't be that hard. The Spirit of God bears witness. And he says, try the spirits. There's a reason. People that sat under his ministry, they could learn to operate like he, quote, operates. But that doesn't mean it's God. You got to try it by the Spirit. Just because it sounds like John Metter doesn't mean it's God. You better try the Spirit. You better try John Metter's Spirit when he speaks. God's not offended at that. That's his word. Try it. It never takes me. I said, yep, that's God. Mm-hmm. But, right? What does he say? I'll call the very, I will cause the elect to fall. That you, I could cause them to fall, that you, you know, to check to see if, uh, allow you to be deceived. I didn't quote that one bit right. I will cause some of understanding to fall. To try the others. Thank you. This is why we're body. This is why we're a body. Amen. All right, I'm going to give you this scripture and get out of the way. No, I'm in the way. I'm not going to get out of the way. I'm doing His will this morning, and I'm speaking to you by the Spirit of God because I know what He put in my spirit this morning. So y'all hold on here. Let me give you another scripture. Uh, 1 John uh, 4, 1 is, uh, is the one I was reading just a moment ago. Um, and uh, let me look at this other one right here. John sixteen thirteen. Uh, How be it, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me. I'll go on. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. I'm not going to go any further, but when that spirit of truth comes, and that's what I've been praying for, that's how come God allowed me to sit under those witchcraft ministries. He allowed me to do it. He was training me up because I always had the spirit of truth in there. Stuff just wasn't right, but what do you do with it? You've been in places like that, Sister Pat. You sat there, you're like, something ain't right, but what do I do with it? Everybody's calling it God, but what do I do with it? I'm always the odd man out, so you just keep your mouth shut, you know, keep your head down and keep going your way. But you knew it wasn't right. That spirit of truth. When I pray, I always ask for the spirit of truth. Please don't let me be deceived. Please don't let me be deceived. Don't let me deceive myself and don't let me be deceived by others. And there's been times I've come under the sway of people, but buddy, sooner or later, God brings me out, and he's like, no, no, no. I'm like, I knew it. I knew that wasn't right. You go by that spirit of God. You go by that spirit of truth. So, I'm get, uh, so I want to go now to my find, the main scripture that the Lord gave me this morning was 2 Corinthians 13, 5. Because I was actually looking for another scripture, but... The Lord always knows how to get my attention because He knows I don't always know where they are. So I thought I was looking for it in the right place and then there was this. (laughs) I said, ah, that's what you wanted me to find this morning. 2 Corinthians 13, 5. Don't don't get ill at me because you'll be getting ill at the Spirit of God. Examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith, all right. Let's just take that one sentence. 
if he's telling us to examine ourselves that we be in the faith, do you think it's possible that we might reach a place in our walk with God that we're not in the faith? People do not want to hear that. But if you cannot humble yourself at any point in your walk with God and say, have I missed it? If you can't humble yourself, God's called me to throw away a whole lot of things I was taught. I had to humble myself. I had to examine myself in the faith. I've had to let go of a whole lot of teachings in order to come to the truth. If you cannot examine yourself in the faith, he didn't say, no, he said, you examine yourself. Let me keep going here. Know, <clears throat> know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you. That's that spirit of truth. That Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. Let me go, jump over here and read this in another translation uh, and finish this out before Brother John comes. I'm going to read it in two different ones, and uh, y'all bear with me. Uh, God's Word says, examine yourselves to see whether you are still in the Christian faith. I'm telling you what, I can look at some folks today, they need to examine themselves to see if they're still in the Christian faith because I can't tell. And I'm thinking they might need to check themselves because I can't tell if they're in the Christian faith or not. Test yourselves. In other words, don't be afraid to put yourself into the, spirit, the hands of the Spirit of God and say, let's test this, Lord. Where do I stand? Where do I stand with you? I remember in Fort Payne one time, uh, the Spirit of God was working so strong, and I, I don't, uh, uh, there was a minister ministering anyway, and I just, the Spirit started falling, and I just reached out, and I'll never forget it. I said, try, my, try the reins of my heart. I surrender my heart to you, Lord. That's scary, because you know when the Lord takes your heart, it's going to get real. But it's going to be good, but you've got to go through the whole process. And I remember that so well, and boy, did he. And I thank God because he's proved out the junk, and there's more to prove out. But I said, you take the reins of my heart, I give it to you today. And I know there's a lot of people saying, well, I gave my heart to the Lord a long time ago. Then I'm not talking to you because you're not hearing me. What I'm saying is, wherever you are in your walk with God, examine yourself. And that, let him take those reins of your heart to see what's going to happen. All right. Um, <clears throat> don't you recognize that you are people in whom Jesus Christ lives? In other words, this ought to be, made, be being made manifest in our lives. Uh, could it be that you're failing the test? Nobody wants to accept that. That's the God's Word translation. Nobody, their, our pride, does not want to admit that we might fail the test. And that's why we don't take the test. Because we don't want to fail it. God's talking to us. My last, I'm going to read it in the Amplified because this was the one that really made perfect sense to me today. So y'all hang on here. Examine and test and evaluate your own selves to see whether you are holding to your faith and showing the proper fruits of it. See, that's what the proper, the fruit of the Spirit test and prove yourselves do you not yourselves realize and know thoroughly by an ever increasing experience that means you should be growing you should be changing there's things in you that should be happening that's that ever increasing experience 
that Jesus Christ is in you unless you are bum, 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 counterfeits. I didn't make it up. Counterfeits. Disapproved on trial and rejected. Counterfeit. So when you break down that word reprobate, it goes to that. There's a whole lot of other things, and that's one of them. Counterfeit. Does he not tell us later that there's going to be counterfeits in the kingdom of God? The uh, 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 false apostles, false prophets, those are counterfeits. The counterfeit is so close to the real, you can't tell the difference. I could not tell the difference in a counterfeit $100 bill or $20 bill or $1 bill. I couldn't tell the difference. But somebody experienced, somebody who knows the truth can, somebody who knows what a dollar bill is supposed to look like can. Us, as having that spirit of truth within us, we should be able to discern. So I'm giving you the heads up. If you want to know, don't, don't be upset because you're going to start being disappointed in a whole lot of people because you're going to see how much counterfeit is out there. But then you're going to praise Him because He's put you in the truth. And it's not about picking people apart. It's not about division. But it's about coming together as the body of Christ. That's what it is. And coming forth as the true. Why come forth as the fake? Let's come forth as the, tr as the true. I have enough confidence in the Spirit of God and His value of His kingdom that He wants to come forth that I trust Him to purge out and let go of the junk to bring us forth in the truth. I hope that is going to sink down today and make sense. That's, he tells us in his word, I'm going to make a difference in those that serve him and those that serve him not. Doesn't read exactly like that, but that's the gist of the scripture. He's going to make that difference. And I'm telling you, that's the hour that we're in. You said that's the ones that went on the, the ark. He's doing the separating. So be prepared. Everybody wants to talk about separation, but nobody wants to walk it out. Nobody wants to be separated. Everybody wants to hang on to it. No, sorry, it doesn't work like that. Not if we're going to come forth in the pure. And I trust God enough to heal my hurt feelings, to heal my sadness of, of losing somebody along the way. I trust Him enough to know that the glory that's going to be revealed in us is going to be way greater than any of that. So I want you to think about that today, and I want you to let it sink in. And I want you to, I bet if you start looking back through your life, you're going to see people that had that spirit of counterfeit, that, that spirit of witchcraft in there, because I've seen it. It chaps my hide, I can tell you. I'm hardly in a place now that I can sit through a service if I'm there and that's going on. It's, it's all I can do to sit there and contain that thing. It's the way it is. I'm not, I'm not sorry for that. I try to be discreet, but if i got to get my purse and knees out, so be it. But I'm not sitting, and I can't stand to see God's people. It's the leadership that's done it. That's, that's another thing. Who's fighting for the sheep, Sister Pat? We need these leaders fighting for the sheep. That's what makes me mad. I get so mad. I don't hold the sheep accountable to what I do that leadership. And I see it in the pulpit, and they're leading the sheep astray, and it's not right. It's not right. I hope this word has spoken to you this morning. I hope that you'll let it go into your spirit and into your heart because this thing is real. We're in the season just that Brother Ronnie was talking about. This is the season of God moving. And people are sadly going to miss what God's called them for. And there's not going to be any do-overs. That's the thing. You know, everybody, people have so trampled on grace. You don't get a do-over in this. When God moves, He doesn't go back and do another move. He's not going to go back and do another day of Pentecost. That was in. He's going to bring forth the fullness of what was poured out at that time. The day of Pentecost was for that. You don't get do-overs. If you miss your season, you miss it. You're just 
you know, you're just out. <laughs> and that's not funny at all. That's very sad because there's people going to miss what's, what God's called them and chosen them for. Y'all stand, if you would, please. And let's just reach out and let's just receive uh, as Brother John comes and let's just see how the Lord's going to take us further this morning. Hear me now. All right. I'm going to tell you, Spirit of God's right on track this morning. You can feel the working of the Holy Ghost. But uh, Can we do a YouTube broadcast from here this afternoon? Can we do it through the computer, put it live? Okay. Well, this afternoon, once we get out of service and do what we're going to do, probably about 3, 3.30, I'm going to do a live YouTube broadcast. The Lord told me to warn people. They fix them, miss the time of their visitation. Y'all don't know the critical hour we're in. You don't know what's fixing to happen, but I'm going to tell you something. This, this prophecy that came the day before the eclipse, y'all remember how the Spirit of God hit me here? I was getting ready to close service. Spirit of God fell on me, and God began to speak about a baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. Preachers ain't telling people. You ain't got one preacher in a thousand telling people there's fixing to be a baptism of the Holy Ghost and tongues of fire, and the very reason they think they got it all. Preachers are not acknowledging that they do not have what they need, but God's fixing to baptize the people in the Holy Ghost and tongues of fire, and the Lord told me it's going beyond Pentecost. Did I send you them notes on the uh, the fullness of the former rain? Okay, I'll get them to you. But the Lord began to show me. Uh, this has been about a month ago. The Lord began to show me that the Holy Ghost that fell today at Pentecost, Paul said, you've received an earnest. Is that not what he said? Does that not mean part? Does that not mean part? So God said, when I poured the Holy Ghost out on the day of Pentecost, I gave you part and give you the fullness of it. And now the Lord told me the fullness of the former rain is fixing to come. In other words, God's going to do the full measure of what He gave them on the day of Pentecost. He gave them part. He's fixing to do full measure. He's fixing to do that. I ain't talking about the latter rain now. I'm talking about the fullness of the former rain. Because in Joel 2.23, he said, I have given you the former rain moderately. Moderately means medium measure. So there's something still in the former rain that hadn't been given. We fixed to get this thing. The people that have set their hearts to seek God. But she was on that track. And the Lord spoke to me this morning. We're going to pray and I'm going to tell you what the Lord Sitting right back there studying, the Lord spoke to me. And showed me what's fixing to happen to people. But I want you all to go to prayer with me. Uh, and let's ask God to give us understanding. You know, I, I don't I don't care whether people receive, uh, pastors and preachers receive me or not. I want the people. My wife had a dream three or four years ago, never understood it. Uh, I come in a church, and I didn't come from there. I came through the front door. And people were crawling all over me, but Donald was so glad to see me and so excited what God was doing. But pastors got up and walked out. I don't care whether the pastors receive me or not. I want the people to receive. I want the people to receive. People have sat in church. I remember years ago, A.A. Allen preached a message on prisons with stained glass windows and revealed how in the coming into the last days that people would be sitting in churches bound and couldn't get free because they thought they're serving God. Amen? 
thought they were serving God. People in bondage. Let me tell you something. If we're serving God in the in the a liberty we're supposed to be walking in, there wouldn't be all the sickness and disease in the church. My God, every time you turn around, people dying with cancer in the church. People on uh, all kind of pills and drugs. Do you know 25 to 30 percent of this nation's on antidepressants? That's a lot of people. 330 something million people in this uh, nation, and. 60 to 70 million of them on antidepressants because of the warfare of their mind. Well, if I put in my mind some of the junk people put in their mind, I'd probably have to have something too. I mean, you, you, you can just look at it. Every time you turn around, there's a horror movie or terror. People just fill their minds full of this junk don't realize these are spirits being sent to wage warfare. But I want us to go to prayer. Man, I feel the whole... Mmm... Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, mighty God. Man, did y'all feel that flow in here? Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, you give your people understanding. You give them eyes to see, ears to hear, a heart to understand what the Spirit is speaking. Oh, mighty God, visit us today. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Y'all go ahead and be seated. If you feel like it, if you don't, stand on your feet. It don't matter to me. But y'all remember it's been a couple of months ago now that I was here in prayer on a Sunday morning. The Lord took me out in the Spirit and I read this to y'all. I believe it's in uh, Acts 12 how that they had Peter locked up in prison. The angel of the Lord come in and set him free. And the Lord showed me in that latter part where Herod said he set up on his throne in royal apparel and made a speech. And everybody said it's the voice of God. Y'all remember that? And he gave not God the glory. And it says immediately worms eat him up. God smote him and he died. The Lord told me, he said, this is preachers of modern day. This is what preachers have done. They set themselves up as God over the people. They're ruling over people like they're gods, like they're kings. And the Lord told me, he said, they're not giving me glory. And he said, I'm fixing my, I'm fixing my preachers. I'm fixing my them. You fixing to you fixing to read some preachers' obituaries and some of these big ones that got these big mega churches. God fixed to take them down. And reading he fixed to take them down, the real fixing manifest itself. And we're gonna see the Mount Carmel showdown. Hallelujah. This spirit of Elijah. This spirit I told y'all about, and I saw that word of the Lord step on the scene. We was here in prayer on a Monday night, and I can't remember this back in March, but I was looking like, just like I was looking out here, just at horizon, just trees and grass, and all of a sudden, man, that thing just split all the way down the middle, and I seen Elijah step out, and the Lord told me the word of the Lord, so he stepped on the scene suddenly. And I saw, I told you, I saw men like Elijah, I told you, I saw men like Moses, when them uh, 250 men with chorus stood up against him. Moses spoke the word of the Lord, said, man, if, if, if God just kills him in the ordinary way, said, God ain't spoken, chosen me. He said, but if he opens up the ground and swallows them up and then covers the ground back over, he said, God's done a new thing. And God killed those three men. He killed Korah. He killed Datham. He killed Abraham. Everything that pertained to them, their, their animals, their tents, their, their wives, their children, all of them went down the ground. God covered them over. 
and then turned around and sent fire down, killed them 250 princes of Israel that sided with Korah. It didn't say, it said they were men of renown. Famous men throughout the tribes and they sided with the wrong spirit. There's people siding with the wrong spirit. It's leading God's people in there. They're going to cause God's people to shipwreck. And God's standing up against it. He's standing up against it with an authority and a power and a dominion of the Spirit of God. This generation's never seen what God's revealing in this kingdom, the authority of this kingdom, this ministry of the Son of Man. No generation's ever walked in this. No generation's ever stepped in this. Somebody fix to step into this. Or this fix to step in somebody. I don't care how you put it. Some fix to step into somebody. But I was in prayer. Well, back there studying a while ago. And this is what the Lord gave me. Man, it shocked me. But the Lord took me to Matthew 25. Hallelujah. And y'all, uh, y'all know how. But see, the thing about this is, this is a parable concerning the kingdom of heaven. This ain't about going to heaven. Everybody's always preached this about going to heaven. There's a big difference between heaven and the kingdom of heaven. And people ain't being told the difference. I believe in a place called heaven. I know it. It says our Father's in heaven. There's a place up there called heaven. Man, there's a temple up there. There's a tabernacle. It's where God gave Moses the plan for it. Gave him the pattern. Brother Ronnie, I'll slide one in here for you. I know you'll like. I was praying about a month ago and the Lord began to deal with my heart. He said, my son resurrected. Said he ascended up into the heaven to put his blood on the mercy seat and offer his body up for a sin sacrifice. He said, he wasn't a high priest. He couldn't offer himself up. He said, who was there to receive it? <laughs> he said, who was there to receive the body and the blood of Jesus? He said, Melchizedek. He said, Melchizedek was the high priest. Amen. Was he not? Was he not? Let me tell you something. Every sacrifice that was offered from Adam's day all the way through to Jesus, Melchizedek received it. All them burnt offerings, all them blood of bulls and goats, every offering that went up, went up to God. There had to be a high priest there to receive it. I told somebody that here not too long ago. They looked at me and said, Brother Matter, where do you come up with these things? Where do you come up with these things, man? I said, God talks to me. It's like the other day, and I was, I was telling Brother Ronnie and some of the others, the, the Lord spoke to me just last week. was in South Carolina. We were riding down the road. Brother Michael Harris was with me, and he was driving. I said, Brother Michael, he said, what? I said, the Holy Ghost wasn't poured out on the people on the day of Pentecost. He said it wasn't. I said, no, it's poured out on the ministry to give leadership, set up the church. <laughs> he stopped and he looked at me. How do you do that? <laughs> I said, I just yield myself over to God. And I said, the Lord tells me things. Makes sense, doesn't it? The, the leadership that God had chosen... Had to, does it not say the husband must be what? First partakers of the fruit. So them that was ordained for leadership had to be first partakers of that spirit of the resurrected Christ. 
mind-boggling sometimes, ain't it? <laughs> Just, this, I mean, man, this is back in the 70s. Might have been the early 80s. I don't even know if I'd... Man, Lisa's even married. But I was on my knees praying one day, and the Lord spoke to me. He said, if Elizabeth and Zechariah had not done what I commanded them with John the Baptist and taken him into the wilderness. He said, when Herod rose up to slay Jesus, said he'd have killed John the Baptist if they had a boat in the city. I said, wow. But that didn't cost you nothing. <laughs> but he said, I told him to take him in the desert. Because if he'd been in Jerusalem when Herod, and, you know, in those cities. Herod just didn't do one city, man. He, he went... He sent him soldiers out, kill every child two years old and under. You know why? The wise men found him when he was two years old, about two years old. The Bible said when they went to the house where the young child was. It didn't say when they went to the stable. It said when they went to the house. So they saw a star in the east that appeared to the shepherds. It took them two years to get here. So if y'all got your nativity scenes, move your wise men. <laughs> Wait two years and put them back. Find you a house where the young child was and put your wives in. <laughs> Is that not what the Word says? I told somebody one time, I said, now, you can challenge me on a lot of things. Don't challenge me on the Word of God. <laughs> Start talking to me about the Word of God, you better know what you're talking about. Now, I can't, I can't get in with all these types and shadows and all this theology and all this stuff, people. No, but when it comes to pure word, I can talk to you about the pure word. I can talk to you about the pure word. But in Matthew 25, I was sitting back there studying, marking some scriptures, and the Lord began to talk to me. And y'all know how. It says, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins. That's what it says it's going to be likened unto them. And y'all know ten, they were all virgins. But you had five wise and five foolish. Five took some oil, five didn't. And then there went out a cry in verse six. At midnight there went out a cry there was a cry made, Behold the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose, trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And here's what the Lord spoke to me. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward also came the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us. But he answered and said unto them, Verily, I knew you not. The Lord told me, he said, I'm fixing to come, and that people will miss it. He said, I'm fixing to come and gather my people into the bride chamber, gather my people in, become intimate with them, reveal my son in them, become one with them. And he said, people fixing to miss it. They're fixing to miss the revealing of the Son of Man. They're fixing to miss And then they're going to come later and try to get in on this. Now you ain't getting in or you ain't ready when he comes. You ain't ready when this visitation and outpouring of this Holy Ghost and tongues of fire come. You missed. There ain't no coming back. He said, they come later and tried to get in. He said, I don't know you. I don't know you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. 
I don't care how many devils you cast out. I don't care how many tongues you talked in. I don't care how many times you prophesied. I don't care how many good things you've done. He said, we never had relationship. You never got the place. You'd let me take you over. You'd let me join myself to you and become one with you. People fixing to miss. I'm telling you, people fixing to miss. And, uh, and I put this out. In text, I've, I'm fixing to put it out on the video because the Lord told me this morning, He started eating. He said, you better warn people. He said, because pastors fixing to leave people in there and they're going to miss the visitation. That's the reason the Lord told me it, it was about this time last fall. Y'all remember the Lord spoke to me. He said, new generation, new ministry, new anointing. That's what the Lord told me, new generation. He said, this old generation ain't going to receive it. You ain't gonna have you ain't gonna have one per, uh, person in a thousand that's gonna believe what God's doing and get in on it. Lord told me He gave me that vision of the baptism of the Holy Ghost in fire back ninety three. He told me He said ain't hardly nobody over thirty five. He said they're gonna have to have a spirit like Joshua and Caleb. He said if they hold on to this old and they go this old order. He said they're gonna miss what I'm doing. They're gonna miss it. And what my wife was telling y'all. I looked the scripture up, or got Brother Justin to look it up for me. But in 2 Corinthians 11th chapter, and we look at the 12th verse, Paul said, But what I do, that, will, that I will do, that I may cut off occasion for them which desire occasion that wherewith they glory. They be not be found even as we. This ain't for your glory. This is for God's glory. You ain't going to get no glory out of this. It's going to be Christ in you that's going to reveal the glory. And look what he said in 13 14. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ, and no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. And that's what the Lord told me. He said, there, there's ministers out there started out right. They've gone under soothsaying. They've gone under divination. They've gone under witchcraft. They've gone under wrong spirits talking to them. And they're still ministering to people. They're still prophesying to people. They're still preaching the Word. And I, I can name all ministers y'all know that the Lord's already showing me. They walk in deception. They walk in deception. And I started revealing this to y'all in 2016. And... Uh, I didn't get to go down to Sister Daniel's to the minister's meeting that year because Brother Michael's daddy died and the Spirit of the Lord fell on a vessel down there and spoke and said there's been people operating by soothsaying and witchcraft in the wrong spirit in that very meeting said people were operating by it. And I've been warning y'all about this. You better, you better get your discernment on Better get in the right now. And I preach prayer. I preach relationship with God. Because, let me tell you something, ain't nobody exempt. And this thing is coming after leadership. Because if, if, if the enemy can get the leaders off track, he ain't worried about you as lay members. He ain't worried about you. You got confidence in me if the devil can get me off track? I can shipwreck you. I can shipwreck you. One thing about it, I ain't off track. I'm like that fish swimming upstream. <laughs> Everything going that way, and I'm going that way. <laughs> I had a minister call me the other day. Uh, they said, Brother Metter, said, I don't understand. said, I can't get no open doors. 
Can't go nowhere. Can't get nobody to invite me to preach. Can't, ain't, ain't nothing moving. Ain't nothing happening. I said, well, just get in line behind me. I said, I got churches and preachers all around me. And I said, they'll have the same preacher and over and over and over and over and over again. But they won't invite me to come preach. You know why? They don't like this doctrine. They don't like the straightness of this word. They don't like the cleanliness and the holiness. They want somebody to come in there and entertain folks, shout them, lay hands on them, get them jerk and shout and 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 pump up the crowd and get them to feel good about themselves, get them caught in emotion, let them cry and weep, and go out the door and say, my God, we had good church. Yeah, but nothing changed in your spirit. Nothing changed, nothing helped you. Nothing delivered you, nothing set you free. The devil's deceiving the church. Did the, did the word not tell us he'd receive the very elect if possible? Somebody better stand up and fight. Somebody better stand up and fight. Because I'm going to tell you when this kingdom comes, they're going to come running. There are people going to come running when this kingdom's revealed, Brother Ronnie. And they're going to want this. They're going to want ministers to preach in their church. They're going to want somebody that knows what's going on. They want somebody can lead them into this knowledge of the Holy Ghost. Because when this thing falls, it's going to be just like dead Pentecost. They're going to be, uh, the soul's going to start getting saved. My God, Peter stood up and preached. 3,000 got saved. If God hadn't poured that spirit out on them 120 in that upper room, who do you think could have counseled them 3,000? Who do you think could have told them what was going on, what was happening? Nobody knew. And it's going to be that way today. People that don't get in on this and people don't let God school them. And, and that's what the Lord told me. I've been training y'all right here for two years. I've trained the people in Fort Payne for ever since 2006. When the Lord talked to me about the power of the resurrected Christ, I started preaching, coming into this kingdom ever since 2006. And when the Lord spoke to me about the resurrected power of Christ, He asked me a question. He said, you want to be as I am, or you want to be as I was? <laughs> I said, well, Lord, that's a no-brainer. I said, I want to be as you are right now. And He gave me that scripture in 1 John four seventeen. Did He not tell us that He was, so are we in this world? Is that not what He told us? Did He not say, I believe it's in First John, uh, I believe it's 3 and 2, it said, Beloved, now are we the sons of God? And it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him, we're going to see Him as He is, for what? We shall be like Him. I'm talking about the resurrected Christ. I ain't talking about the Son of Man that walked this earth. I'm talking about the resurrected Christ. There's a big difference between the resurrected Christ and the, and the way Jesus was when He walked this earth. Are y'all with me? I said, are y'all with me? Now, if y'all want to go with the Word, I'll feed you. If you want fast food, you're going to have to go somewhere else. Because this ain't fast food, man. I've cooked this. I've slaved the... And I'm going I'm to get like these women that yeah, they work all day in the kitchen and they cook and they clean and they set a good table and then you sit down at the table and you mess over their food. I'm get popped upside the head. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, one thing you don't want to do is have a woman work all day and put you a good meal on the table and then you come in and pick over the food and they ask you, boy, what's the matter with it? What's the matter with it? Ain't it good? Well, yeah, I stopped and got a cheeseburger on the way home. Oh, my God, you're in a heap of trouble. <laughs> you're in a heap of trouble. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. But I'm telling you, folks, fixing to miss it. If I be a servant of the Lord, if the Spirit of God talks to me, 
folks missing miss the time of the visitation because they, they, they don't recognize this revealing of the Holy Ghost in tongues of fire is the power of the resurrected Christ fixing to come in us and you better get your eyes off the tongues you better get your eyes on its nature you better get your eyes on what he is you better get your eyes on the fruit of the spirit I ain't never preached the Holy Ghost as tongues Lord spoke to me the other day. I said, God, this is crazy. I said, everything in our teaching about the Holy Ghost, all centers on tongues. Day of Pentecost, it was natural tongues. Languages. It wasn't heavenly languages. Outpouring at the, a house of Cornelius. We don't know what it was. We just know it's tongues. Acts 19, where I'm fixing to read, when Paul laid his hands on the twelve, after he baptized them, said they spake with tongues and prophesied. Now what are you going to do with that? You're going to go back to the house of Cornelius and ask why they didn't prophesy. You're going to go back to the book of Acts and ask why they didn't prophesy in the second chapter. You're going to, you're going to ask why they prophesied in Acts 19 and they didn't prophesy at the house of Cornelius. They didn't prophesy when it was poured out on the day of Pentecost. What are you going to do? You're going to get yourself a lot of confusion if you don't know how to rightly divide the word. I'm serious. But the Lord spoke to me. I said, God, I said, what is it? He said, the the tongues was given as a sign, not as evidence. He said, I never meant for my people to be taught that every time my spirit moved, they're supposed to speak in tongues. He said, I, 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 it's not in the Scripture. It's not in the Scripture. It's not in the Scripture. I'm fixing, I, I told her yesterday, and I read 1 Corinthians 14 Last night or early this morning, I said, I'm fixing to get in 1 Corinthians 14. And I said, I'm going to break this thing down about tongues. I said, people are so ignorant about tongues. But y'all remember the Lord spoke to us in a prophecy, I think it was last year. He said, so much about the Holy Ghost had been taught wrong. Y'all remember that? He said, it had been taught wrong. And when that eclipse, right here on my knees that Sunday morning, the day before the eclipse, the Lord said, when that eclipse went in, he said, I was going to blot out. He said, old teaching and old knowledge. And he said, when it went out the other side, he said, new light's going to shine. And that's when that prophecy of the Holy Ghost and tongues of fire hit me. And the Lord told us what he's fixing to do. But I know people fixing to miss it. I'm trying to wake y'all up today. I'm trying to warn you because some of you sitting right here can miss it. There ain't that many of us. Don't let yourself miss this. Because see, it ain't up to me whether you miss it or not. It's up to you. It's up to you. It's up to you to keep your lamp trimmed and burning. It's up to you to keep oil in your lamp. Because I'm going to tell you something, there's oil in my lamp. There's oil in my lamp, Sister Deborah. I mean, there's oil in my lamp. And, and the Spirit of God's got on me the last three to four weeks on the radio broadcast. And man, I have laid down the word of this kingdom. You've been hearing it, Brother Ronnie? I am laying down the word of this kingdom. There ain't one preacher in five thousands preaching on the kingdom of God. They just they they just making people feel good. I don't want you to feel good. You can get mad at me if you want to. If I can make you so mad you'll seek God, then I'll make you mad so you'll seek God. Because <laughs> if I want to fill this church up, I can fill it up. I could have every singing, prophesying, tongue talking, smooth mouth, pat you on the back, make you feel good. Preacher and gospel singing group, and I can fill this church up. You can fill it up. You can fill it up by giving them, Yea, the Lord will say unto thee, You're the apple of my eye, Yea, the Lord will say unto thee. You can fill the church up, stuff like that. I ain't doing it. 
because you're doing the people injustice. You're cheating them. If you don't preach the truth to them, if you don't preach the straight word to them, if you don't preach where the Spirit of God is, because Peter said, y'all need to get established in the present truth. Present truth is the kingdom of God. And I got so tickled at my wife, I wanted her to listen to that prophecy. And I'd already let somebody else hear it. And I said, now, you, he gets right there. I said, my wife's going to say, that's it! <laughs> and she sat there and listened to it for about 15, 20 minutes. And, buddy, he hit that one part of that prophecy that I knew wasn't right. And, buddy, when he hit that, she said, that's it, I'm done. <laughs> and I knew she would. Because I know the spirit of discernment's in her. Oh man, he was saying some good things. He's talking about predestined, foreordained servants of God. The last days, this gonna happen, that gonna happen. There's people coming forward, but then he got off track because he's prophesying in itself. You can say a lot of good things. You can learn to preach. You can learn to prophesy. That's the reason I've tried to get y'all to get in a relationship with God so you'd have the discerning of spirits. You gotta know how to discern what's right and what's not. Amen. You've got to know how to discern the truth from the false. And God said, I'm going to make a difference between them that serve me and them that serve me not. And Malachi, God's making a difference right now. God's making a difference right now. Thanks, Sister Deborah. Keep him on track. But I want you all to turn to Acts 19. And I get a little fuel in my tank here and coat my throat. Thank, thank you, sir. Turn that. If you don't mind, turn that AC on right there and just let the let some air blow. I'm hot. Anybody hot? I'm burning up. If it gets too much and y'all start your teeth start chattering and your knees start knocking, we'll turn it off. Man, I feel a whoo! My God, I feel a Holy Ghost standing up in here. Wow! Thank you, Lord. Man, I may have to get my staff out here. I'm going to tell you, I think it's about a month ago now because we've been out the last two weeks. But I'm going to tell you something. God's moved. And we got another church on this word established in Mississippi. And God's going to bring that work forward because I prayed about it for three months. Prayed about that word for uh, three months. Talked to this sister over there for another two months and had her pray about it. So about five months, we talked about it. And so first thing I've done, we went in, uh, me and my wife and Brother Michael and his wife, we sat down at the kitchen table and we started talking to her. I said, do you want to do this? Do you want to step out like this? I told her, I said, now when you step out and they know you're with me, I said, you're going to get fault. I said, so you better tell me the truth. You don't want to do it? She, she said, no. She said, I feel like it's mine to God. And I was in her house on Friday night and we broadcast that over YouTube. And I was supposed to be at another church 40 mile away on Saturday night. And Saturday morning the man called me and he said, uh, he said, I just want you to know I'm closing you out tonight. He said, I'm canceling your service. I said, really? He said, yeah. He said, I watched service on YouTube last night. And he said, when you said you was establishing work at that sister's home right there in that area, he said, I felt like you just slapped me in the face. I said, well, why? He said, well, he said, I'm over here trying to get a church built. And he said, I thought you was going to come in and try to help me. I said, I am, but you're 40 miles away. 
You don't have no control of what the Spirit of God does 40 miles from your church. And I said, I don't need you to tell me what's the mind of God and what ain't. Because I didn't tell him, but I've been serving God probably twice as long as he is old. And and I said, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. I said, but I prayed about it. I know what's the mind of God. I've done what God told me. And I said, I don't have to get your permission to do what the Spirit of God tells me to do. And I said, I love you. I'm praying for you. If I can ever help you, you let me know. And he started to say something. I said, nope, bye. <laughs> Wasn't going to argue. I know when God speaks to me. Amen? That's one thing I know. I know that voice of the Lord. And I know when He speaks to me. And I know what God wants to do. And I know God's getting the people conditioned. You know, it ain't just conditioning, it's positioning. Lord had the apostles positioned for the day of Pentecost. He had them conditioned, but then He positioned them. He didn't pour the Holy Ghost out all over Jerusalem. He poured that in that upper room. He poured it out in that upper room. And I was telling Brother Pope for service, I said, Now, I said, if y'all go back and study your Scripture, I said, the Lord didn't tell everybody in the country to go into all the world and preach the Gospel. I said, He told the eleven. He didn't tell everybody that they was going to uh, cast out devils and speak with new tongues. I said, He told the eleven. I said in Acts 1 and 8, I said, He spoke to him, said, After the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall receive power, and you shall be witnesses unto me. I said, He didn't tell. You know, I fought there for a while. He told the 500, but you get to looking at it, it says, And the 11. And right after he spoke that, they went out. He was received up into heaven. So in that upper room, it was them 11. I know the 120, they got the word and they gathered in there, but I don't believe they got the witness that that 11 or 12 then, I don't believe, because that was your apostles, that was your leadership. I believe they might have been pastors, teachers, prophets, helps, governments. You know what Paul said in, in 1 Corinthians 12 and 28, for I've set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, have this ministry, uh, what is it? Uh, miracles, healings, helps, governments. So it ain't just me. It ain't just me. It ain't just the spirit of the apostle and the prophet. Man, you got to have all kind of help in the church. And y'all know, right after the Holy Ghost was poured out, the Bible said they went from they was in the temple day. They went from house to house breaking bread. I said, Lord, why'd they have to go to house to house? He said, He got three thousand saved the first day. He didn't have nowhere to put them. So they had to start out with a bunch of house churches. <laughs> Are y'all with me? Don't y'all love the Lord today? Y'all appreciate you, Pastor? <laughs> well, I'm just having to do what God tells me right now, and i gotta, I got to try to help get this thing established because the Lord told me, y'all know when He spoke to me on April 11, 2015, He told me, He said, You're an apostle. And he said, you're going to go plant many churches. So i got to do what God tells me. And I'm trying to get y'all to place of maturity where you can lock in here and do what God wants to reveal in you and bring you forth in maturity. Well, Donald, whether you realize it or not, man, you got the most important part of this, one of the most important parts of the service, and that's come out here and prepare these people and get them in the right mind, the right spirit for what God wants to do. I didn't put you up here to give you something to do. I put you up here for God to edify you and teach you the working of the Spirit 
get you in one mind and one accord with me through prayer and get you to get the people in the right frame of mind. This is where God's going to mature you on this front part. He'll mature you here. Anybody that takes the, the front part of the service, it ain't just to testify, and it ain't just trying to get people to whoop and shout and holler. It's to prepare the heart. It's to get them in the mind of the Spirit that I'm going to walk out here in, just like God done today. Man, everything's just click, 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 click. How God's brought everything together in the mind of the Spirit because we're all in the one mind. We're all in one accord. That's key. And if you can't get up here and exhort about God and you can't get people in one mind and one accord in the church, you sure ain't going to get them one mind and one accord you get out there in revival. <laughs> you might have 100 people under a tent, but 95 of them going to be pulling a different direction. <laughs> so you've got you to learn to work into the Spirit of God and you've got to stay on it. When we got in prayer in Fort Payne there for about two years, the Spirit of God moved on me and we go to prayer and we'd stay in prayer. Sometimes we go an hour, y'all was there, hour and a half. Sometimes we go an hour and a half past what service was supposed to start. Start praying at ten, ten thirty, still be in prayer at twelve o'clock. And you could feel you could feel people pulling on you. Start service. Start service. Start service. Do something. Start service. And then the Spirit of God had settled down and we'd start coming out of prayer and there'd be that quiet stillness. And if you hadn't discernment of the Spirit of God, you didn't even want to move. And you'd have people I can feel the minister. Do something, Brother Matter. Do something. My God, start the service. People are going to get bored. you got to do something. You can't be quiet like this. Why not? The presence of God was there. And be in prayer in the spirit of prayer. Be rolling. And people wanted to stop prayer, stop the working of the Spirit of God to start singing. Boy, that devil's messed us up. Has he not? I mean, I had someone invite me to come preach in a church a couple of years ago and got down there and got them people praying with me and they had a lady, had to pay a lady come in and play the organ. And she wouldn't pray with us. She'd be there. She wouldn't pray with us. She'd sit there and watch that watch. 7.30 every evening. Prayer, power of God falling, Spirit of God moving, people crying out to God. She'd go turn that organ on and start playing had no discernment, no leadership, no wisdom. Did I say that out loud? I did, didn't I? <laughs> Can't help it. This is why God's training y'all to learn. I don't want you to get up here and give a good testimony. I don't, I don't want you to get up here and exhort. I want you to learn leadership of the Spirit. I want you to learn leadership of the Spirit. So you can be moved by the working of the Spirit of God. So you can be moved by it. Amen. So God can use you. Just like that day the Spirit of God moved on you. We hadn't even started service. Hadn't even started prayer. I prayed for my sister over the phone. You walked up to me and said, I feel like we need to pray for Pop. I said, go pray for him. The Spirit of God moved you. And God healed him. God healed him. Sister Kathy's mom in the hospital. And they had her on morphine. That thing bleeding in her brain. And didn't know when they was going to let her out. Didn't know how long they was going to keep her. And the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me. And I called Sister Kathy. I said, you at the hospital? He said, no. I said, and you get there tomorrow. I said, call me. I said, I felt led to pray for you. And you put your hand on her. So Sister Kathy called me. Next day, got to the hospital. She walked over. She said, I got my hand on her, Pastor. Man, just like that, the Spirit of God dropped on me. Because I knew what God had said. 
come home next day. <laughs> she come home next day. And I, I, call, I, I text her back the next morning because, man, I got caught up in the Spirit. And I just let her, you know, go ahead and visit with her mom. But when, I, when the Spirit of God hit me and I spoke that word, I seen Jesus walking stem beside her bed. Just like that. God turned it around. She come home the next day. I know the working and the leadership of the Holy Ghost. Do I know it all? No, but I'm learning it. And that's what you've got to learn. It ain't a prophecy. It ain't a tongue. It ain't a testimony. It ain't a song. It ain't. It's learning to be led by the Spirit of God. And do what the Spirit... When the Spirit speaks, if you'll follow the leadership of the Spirit, I don't care how I do it. How many times have y'all seen me do crazy things? Have I not? Have I not moved by the Spirit and done crazy things? But the thing about it was, it worked. Because I'm led by the Spirit of God. She said, Pat, if you'd known how crazy that's going to be, you might have run the other direction. <laughs> I know I was. Her mama built this church. They had brush arbor meetings out there, brother, for 10 years on these grounds. 1937, they started having brush arbor meetings. 1947, they built this church. Right in the middle of doctrinal, denominational territory, God started pouring out the Holy Ghost in brush arbors. And buddy, you talking about getting fought, getting lied on, getting persecuted, going through things. They went through it. But the Lord told me, her mother built this church for this truth to come in at this time. You look what God done. You look how God moved. How many things He put in place to bring this word here at this time. You just look what God's done. I mean, it don't matter to God what He's got to do. God does things we don't even realize to perpetuate and bring His word forth. I mean, there's things put in place. I, I told my wife the other day, I said, Now you look. I said, Jesus was talking to His disciples and He said, I want you all to go he said, a certain way, he said, you're going to find a donkey tied and you're going to get it and bring it to me because I need it to fulfill the word that's been spoken of me. And said, if anybody asks you about it, said, you tell them the Lord have need of it. That means that donkey had to be born. That right man had to have him. Take him at that particular time and tie him to that hitching post for them disciples to come find him. God had put all that in place years in advance. So God does things y'all don't even think about. Amen. God does things y'all don't even think about. And he does it to fulfill his word. Because there are things that are predestined and foreordained from the foundation of the world. Paul said there was. He said, man, there's some of us we predestined and foreordained to be conformed to the image of His dear Son. Is that not right? Is that not what Romans 8 and I think 29 says? We are predestined to be conformed. That means fashion like, and I don't believe that means as Jesus was. I believe that means as He is. I believe that's the Son of God. Amen. Because I ain't never heard another preacher make a difference between the the ministry of the Son of Man, the ministry of the sons of God, but I make a difference because there's a difference. What we're coming into now is the ministry of the Son of Man. We're going to be like Jesus was when He walked this earth. 
That's going to lead us in the ministry of the Son of God, which is going to be the power of the resurrected Christ living in us. What Paul, what Paul said in Philippians 3.10, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain to the resurrection of the dead. Hallelujah. Glory. What's fixing to live in me is what he said in Ephesians 1 and 20, what he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. So if he was the same before his resurrection, if he was the same after, then would God, would God work in him? Ephesians 1 20 said what he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead, set him far above all principalities and powers, gave him power over everything in heaven, in earth, and in hell. Is that not what it says? Everything in heaven, in earth, and under the earth. In hell. He took power over everything. Hallelujah. Man, we're going to have a good time, Lord, whether I get to preach or not. <laughs> All right, Acts 19, verse 1. It came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus. And finding certain disciples there, he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, Unto the baptism, uh, unto John's baptism. That shows you right there that churches teach that when you get baptized in water, you receive the Holy Ghost. That shows you right there that ain't right. When Philip was down in Samaria preaching, Peter and John come down to lay hands on the people to receive the Holy Ghost. And it says, For as yet he had fallen upon none of them, only they had been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So you can't tell people when they get baptized in water they receive the Holy Ghost. Are y'all with me today? Am I preaching dead air? Does it, does it, is it right? According to the Word. And then Paul, then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of, my, of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on Him which should come after Him, that is on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul has laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. And all the men were about twelve. And I'll give you this little tidbit in verse 8. And he went into the synagogue and spake boldly for the space of three months, disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. Paul never preached nothing. The apostles never preached nothing. Jesus never preached nothing but the gospel of the kingdom. It's what Jesus preached. He preached the gospel of the kingdom. Matthew 4.23 said, Jesus came preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and when he did, all manner of sickness, disease was healed, demons was cast out. Philip went to Samaria, done the same thing. Paul went to Rome, his own prisoner, in his own hired house, and said they came to him, and from morning to night he expounded things pertaining to the kingdom of God being forbidden of no man. This gospel of the kingdom is the only thing that can be preached because it brings deliverance, it brings healing, it brings miracles. You preach repentance, you preach salvation, you preach anything you want to. Folks will get saved, folks may serve God, but when you want deliverance for the kingdom of God is not in word only, but is in 
in power. It takes power. And he said in Matthew 24, 14, and this gospel of the kingdom must first be preached into all the world for a witness. What's the witness? The miracles. He chose them witnesses. Those twelve was chose to be his witness. Hebrews 2 and 4 and said, God also himself bearing him witness with the diverse signs, miracles, and gifts of the Holy Ghost. That's your witness, the miracles, the deliverance. And no other gospel has it but the gospel of the kingdom. Nothing else has it. You can preach water baptism. You can preach repentance. Folks, get saved. You want people healed and delivered, you preach the kingdom. Because the kingdom is the dominion and the authority of the Christ taking its abode right here. Taking its abode right here. Hallelujah. People ain't been taught that Christ wants to take their abode. I, I, I get so sick of this mess in the pulpit. Gets so sick. All these preachers stand up here preaching messages where God's people so beat down and so weak and so weary. And you always got to try to pick them up. Always try to get them back on track. Always up there like cheerleaders. <laughs> Talking about the devil. Push him back. Push him back. Well, y'all need to come against the devil. Y'all need to push the devil. Y'all need to get back to prayer and faster. And my God, if you're saved and got the Holy Ghost, ain't nobody needs to be telling you that. You ought to be on track seeking God. So religious spirits got a hold of people. Caused them to walk in this deadness and dryness and lukewarmness and discouragement. I'm not a cheerleader. I've come to teach people Christ can take his abode in you. The dominion and authority of God, the kingdom. What John come preaching? Prepare you the way of the Lord, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I, I'm telling y'all now, the kingdom of heaven. I, one more time is at hand. I, and this baptism I, of the Holy Ghost and tongues of fire is going to bring in the kingdom. Better sure If I be a servant of the Lord, I see two major airliners just going together in midair. There's a sign. To tell y'all this, I mean, two biggins. It might be military, it might be private. I see two biggins. I mean, I'm talking like big. Ain't no private thing. This thing, this thing big. God said, I'll show you signs in the heavens above. Is that what he said? My wife read the scripture, said, When he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he said, He'll show you things to come. The Lord shows me things to come. I tried to tell people when, when, when Moses was talking to God, he said, God, I want to see you. The Lord said, you can't see me. He said, but I'll put you in the cleft of the rock. And said, when I pass by, he said, I, I'll move my hand. And he said, I'll let you see my hinder parts. So when Moses, when God passed him by, God had his hand over Moses' face. Wouldn't let him see him face to face. But when he went by and he moved, and Moses saw his hinder parts. That's why that's how Moses wrote from Genesis through Deuteronomy. First five books of the Bible. He saw what God had done. When you seek God face to face and God talks to you face to face, you know what God's going to do. Seeking God's face takes you where God's direction's pointing. It brings you to the identity of God. Identify you by your face. Identify you by your face. Identify you by your face. Amen. There's a lot of people look look alike from the back. I used to work with a preacher out in Texas. Me and him look just alike from the back. We're down in South America getting ready to go to a tent crusade where we was preaching down there. Had 
23 to 25,000 standing every night in a big circus tent. And we're standing there in the lobby. We looked just alike back to back. My wife walked up beside him and thought it was me. <laughs> and I was in a tent meeting years ago, and I had a preacher walk all the way across the tent, tap me on the shoulder and turn around. He said, well, you ain't brother. I said, no. He said, man, you look just like him. And we did. We favored a lot, didn't we? Especially from the back. So God ain't worried about you seek God's face. You seek His identity. You seek for Him to be revealed in you. That's why Paul said, when, you call, when it pleased you to separate me from a mother's womb, and you call me by your grace to reveal your Son in me. He had to see the Son. You can't see the Son from me. You've got to see Him face to face. There's got to be, mm, there's, oh, <laughs> there's got to be a revealing. Paul said, we know in part, we prophesy in part, we understand in part. 1 Corinthians 13, about 7 or 8. He said, right now we see through a glass darkly, but then there's going to come a day we're going to know him. Even as we're also known, we're going to know him. We're going to see him face to face. We're fixing to get a revelation of the Christ, the King. We're fixing to get a revelation of the Son of Man. I'm telling you, this ministry of the Son of Man is fixing to step in somebody, and they're going to walk as Jesus walked on this earth. They're going to walk as Jesus walked. They're going to, they're going to preach. They're going to speak. They're going to have miracles. They're going to have deliverance. They're going into experiences in God. Y'all think Jesus had everything he needed when he walked this earth? Then what happened on Mount Transfiguration? Something had to happen to him. Something had to happen to him. That Moses and Elijah, which is the, two, uh, which is the anointings of the two witnesses in Revelation 13-11. Y'all hear me? They come to him, talk to him about his death, prepared him for things. I said they prepared him for things. Amen. That's getting him ready. You read Acts 2 and 4, how God poured the Holy Ghost out with tongues of fire on the church in, in the book of Acts. If they got all they needed, then why in Acts 4 did they get together and the Bible says in place where they prayed was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. That's the very ones that's in that upper room. The very ones in that upper room got baptized the Holy Ghost in tongues of fire, got filled up there. They got filled again in Acts 4. <laughs> Hmm. Man, there's some interesting stuff in that word. So right here, Paul met these 12 men. And he said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? They said, man, we don't even know if there be any Holy Ghost. We never heard about the Holy Ghost. He said, well, man, what was she about to said under John's baptism. He said, John said to believe on him that would come after. For there cometh one after me. The latches of his shoes I'm not worthy to unloose. This is he that shall baptize you in the Holy Ghost and the tongues of fire. Amen. This is he that shall baptize thee. We are, I, I don't know if I, I, we're fixing to be baptized in something greater than Philip Pentecost. But you're going to be conditioned and you're going to be positioned. And I don't believe it's going to be something that's going to happen in one place. I believe everywhere people are prepared all over the world, God's going to pour out the Holy Ghost because you've got to have leadership. This move ain't going to happen in the United States. This move is going to happen all over the world. Y'all remember when he was in Fort Payne, the Lord spoke in the prophet said, I'm bringing my body together all over the world. I'm bringing the body of Christ together all over the world. There's men, there's vessels, they're chosen all over the world, and God's drawing them together. 
God's drawing them into one mind. He's drawing them into one accord. We're going to know them by their spirit. For our spirit's going to bear witness with their spirit that they are the sons of God. They are the children of God. It's going to bear witness with us. But I'm going to tell you something. There ain't much my spirit's bearing witness with now. Y'all think I'm being mean. Y'all think I'm being... No, I ain't being mean. I ain't being hard. I hate religion. I cannot stand this mess that's coming out of the pulpit. People stand in the pulpit with their lives unclean, no dedication, no life experience. God ain't showed them nothing. And they're preaching to God's people and they're causing them to shipwreck. And it ain't right. And I'm, I've been praying for months now for God to put a stop to it and bring forth a pure word. Bring forth a clean word. So I want to ask you something today. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? That's what Paul asked him. Did he not? And if you've received the Holy Ghost since you believe, what have you received? I'm going to get down brass tacks with you. We're in a day we've got to have reality preaching. What's the witness of the Holy Ghost in you? Is it tongues? Is that all you got? Is, is that what we've got? Is tongues? Okay, if that's what you got, then what's your tongues for? I'm going to get down where you live. Because I'm telling you, if we don't get real with God, we're fixing to miss the very revealing of the kingdom. In Mark the ninth chapter, Peter, James, and John will stand in with him. He said, there'll be some standing here which will not taste death till they've seen the kingdom of God come in power. I'm telling you all, the kingdom of God is fixing to come in power. And there's people that ain't going to be ready for it. Because everything in our teaching on the Holy Ghost is centered on one thing. Tongues. Tongues. People ain't been taught it's the Spirit of Christ. People ain't been taught it's the fruit of the Spirit. They ain't been taught it's being made a partaker of His divine nature. They've been taught one thing, and they've been centered on tongues. And buddy, you get on their tongues, and they're ready to fight you. I mean, they're ready to fight you. Y'all, are, are y'all with me? Y'all hanging with me? All right, let's go to First Peter. Two, and let's just do First Peter two and two. Y'all there with me? Second chapter, second epistle of Peter, first chapter, second verse. Sometimes I get my tongue wrapped around my eye teeth, and I can't see what I'm saying. So, second epistle of Peter, first chapter, second verse. Y'all there with me? Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of our and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. God has promised us things. He said, by these promises, you can become partakers of the divine nature, of the nature of Christ. The Holy Ghost ain't being preached as the nature of Christ. It's being preached as tongues. All right, well, which tongues is it? Natural or spiritual? 
Day of Pentecost was natural. We don't know whether the house of Cornelius was natural or spiritual. We don't know whether 12 in Acts 19 was natural or spiritual. There's no record. But we know on the day of Pentecost, and I see people running around all the time. They got a bumper sticker on the back of their car. Well, when I received the Holy Ghost, I spake in tongues. What did you do? Well, I'm going to ask one of them on his time, which one of them 117 different natural dialects did you speak in? Because said there was 117 different dialects of the natural languages spoken on the day of Pentecost. Because there was gathered out of every nation under heaven devout men, Jews, where they'd been scattered. Like in Daniel's day, they were scattered. And they set their lives up there. They were priests. They were Levites. They were men that God had uh, raised up and ordained. And they were there for Pentecost. They were the devout men. And they said, we do hear every man in our native tongue. Now what are you going to do with that? In our own native tongue, they were preaching the wonderful works of God. Now what are we going to do with this? Which one of them 117 different dialects you got when you received the Holy Ghost? Get off the tongues. Get off, do, I, do I believe in tongues? I say I speak in tongues more than y'all. I'll do like Paul. I'll tell you, I probably speak in tongues more than all of you. I'm going to be walking through the house. The Spirit of God get on me and I'll just start magnifying, glorifying God and God's edifying me. But see, when I speak, I've got a language. Uh-oh. I've got a language. I ain't got Honda Bashata, Honda Bashiti, Honda Bashata, Honda Bashiti. I won't never forget when I first got saved. I was down in Florida. And the Lord, when the Lord saved me, He gave me a spirit of prayer. He gave me a spirit of fast. I was 185, 190 pounds solid muscle when I got saved because I worked out. I mean, I was solid. And the Lord started moving on me, and I'd fast five days, eat two. Fast five, eat two. I lost 35 pounds of solid weight the first year I saved seeking God because I was so hungry for the reality of God. Spent hours a day on my knees, spent hours a day in the Word. Spent hours a day asking God to reveal Himself to me. We was in a church down there. And there was a man preaching. He's got on to be with the Lord now. But he was in there preaching. And uh, there was an elder man there that owned the church. This brother was preaching one night. And that man started. Said the same thing over and over and over again. Everybody bowed their head. That preacher bowed his head and he waited. Two or three minutes went by and he prophesied. Same thing happened the next night. Same tongue, same spirit. He prophesied again. That happened three times and I went to him at church one night. I said, now you better tell me something. I said, I'm young in the Lord and I don't know a lot, but I know that ain't God. He just looked at me and grinned. I said, that ain't God. I said, God's going to speak. He ain't going to say the same thing over and over again. And see, people that claim to have the Holy Ghost, they got a few syllables. They may have one sentence. And it ain't changed. In the 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years they've been saved, it ain't changed. Therefore, there's been no spiritual growth. Because when you pray and you get it in the Spirit and the Spirit begins to speak through you, it ain't going to stay the same. Your prayer language is going to change. That communion with God's going to change. But I, I hear people all the time, every time the Spirit of God moves on them. I used to preach on the street with an old man. 
and he lived in his car. And there for a while I lived in his car with him because we preached on the street. We'd wash up in gas stations. We'd pray in cemeteries. We'd go to home and we'd preach. But he'd get out there and he'd get to praying and I'd hear him. Spirit of God, what he called Spirit of God. And it was, Katabasi, Lord. Katabasi, Katabasi, Katabasi. Everything he spoke in tongues was Katabasi. And that's where the Lord began to edify me. Oh man, here I was on the other side praying. Tongues with language rolling out of me. And for two or three years not around him, every time the Spirit moved, that's all he said. Precious sister, he had a precious sister in the Lord. We'd get around her sometime. We'd be down where she lived. She lived out of Birmingham. And she'd let us come stay with her. And we'd get in prayer. Spirit of God move on her. That's all she ever said. Oh, don't y'all get upset with me. Are you growing? What's happening in you? Have you received the Holy Ghost? Have you received something that's going to bring in the divine nature? That's what I want to know. Have you received something that's going to bring in the divine nature of the Christ? It's been given to you in the Word that you can become a, a, a partaker. That means you can be part of His divine nature. Are y'all with me? Don't get mad at me. My God, stay with me. Have we got something that's bringing forth the fruit of the Spirit? I mean, I know people right now, I can name you a list of names. They claim to have the Holy Ghost. God deliver them from it. Y'all ever heard the testimonies years ago? I just want to thank God for saving me. He saved me from alcohol. Took my cigarettes, my chewing tobacco. I don't womanize no more. I don't whore hop. And that's, that was her testimony. But as far as anything ever changing the carnal nature and bringing in the fruit of the Spirit, there was no testimony of that. And I name you people right now, they will fight you if you tell them they ain't received the Spirit of Christ. But nothing's ever changed in their carnal nature. They're still full of envy, hate, division, strife, contention. Maybe I better give it back to you, baby, and let you... <laughs> Are we going somewhere? Are we going somewhere? I mean, I don't make a habit of listening to y'all's prayers, and I ain't going to, but... Are you getting something that's going to take you somewhere? Are you getting something that's going to start revealing? What was that scripture you read in John 16? Sixteen thirteen. Howbeit when he the Spirit of truth is the Spirit of truth not the Holy Ghost? Is the Spirit of truth not the comforter? When he the Spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of himself. Holy Ghost ain't gonna speak of himself. Why? It's the Spirit of the Christ. He's gonna talk about he gonna talk about the Christ. He's gonna talk about Jesus. Is that not what it says? He ain't gonna talk about himself. But whatsoever ye shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me because he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine, therefore said I that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. Alright, go to, uh, turn back one page to John 15. And I'm going to go to verse 26. John 15, 26. 
But when the Comforter, which is the Spirit of Truth, which is the Holy Ghost, is that not right? But when the Comforter is come, who I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of Truth, which proceedeth from the Father, He shall testify of me. Testifying of ain't Jesus is it ain't Shanda Bahata Bahata. It ain't Kadaba Sea God. It ain't tongues. It's the life, it's the nature, it's the character. It's the mind. Y'all following with me? So have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Or have you got a uh, have you got a spiritual tongue? You got a uh, uh some kind of spirit that you huh? Counterfeit. Counterfeit. If we don't face ourselves and we don't examine ourselves, we could miss what God wants to do for us. And I'm gonna tell you something. If we get the first of the year and this Holy Ghost ain't putting been poured out, I'm I'm badly fooled. I ain't talking about something thirty years down the road. I'm talking about something next few weeks, next few days, I believe it's fixing to happen. I believe, the, I believe the kingdom because I've been preaching for years now the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Y'all know I preached it ever since 2012 in Fort Payne. And I've got, I've got persecuted for it too but I'm going to keep preaching it because I know the kingdom of heaven is at hand and the power of the kingdom. The, the power is what's going to separate. But I ain't worried about the power. I'm worried about putting on His divine nature. Because if I put on the Christ, if I put on His divine nature, if what's in me testifies of Him, power's going to be there. Power's going to be there. Amen. Let's go to Galatians 5. Man, I appreciate the Lord and He talks to us like this. I'd be preaching out under the tents and man, I'd get down in the Word and I'd hear somebody's spirit. And I'm going to tell you, y'all, God's starting to bring a gift back He gave me when I was young in the Lord back in the 70s. And the Lord started letting me discern the thoughts of people's hearts. I'd have somebody standing there talking to me, brother. Their mouth would be saying one thing. I'd hear what their heart was saying. be completely different. The Lord started bringing that gift back to me. I've had it happen about three times in the last couple of months. I've had people talk to me and tell me something. Their spirit was saying something completely different. So you tell me something, you better tell me the truth. You better not tell me something. There'll be something else different in your heart. I'm not going to call you out on it. Because I can discern the very thoughts of hearts when that spirit works. And people don't understand. You better not lie to me. So what God had and I killed. He lied to the Holy Ghost that was in Peter. Don't lie to me. If you disagree with me, that's fine. But you better not open your mouth and say something different. <laughs> and make me discern the thoughts and the intensity of your heart. They get you in trouble. Amen. But I want to go to Galatians 5 and verse 22. Now I want y'all to notice this. This doesn't say fruits is in plural. It says fruit is in singular. Amen. So Galatians 5, 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Now they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. That means you put your you put these carnal things up in uh, verse nineteen. You put them works to death. 
you've crucified them works. Amen. If you've been, if you're Christ and He's anointed you and His Spirit's in you, and you bring Him forth the fruit of the Spirit, then you you putting these other things to death. That I don't. We ain't perfected it yet, but we're supposed to be working on it. And y'all know y'all seen Fort Payne when Brother Cromer come preaching about Chucky. And then we got this joke going about how Chucky stood up in us. And I said, no, ain't no more Chucky. I said, because we're trying to overcome the works of the flesh. Don't talk about you got mad and your Chucky come out. Or you got this and you got angry and you got upset. or you got No, that ain't, we're trying to overcome this. The Spirit of God in us. Just like that visitation she had from the Lord where she saw David when he faced Goliath. And when he loosed that stone and that stone sunk into his head, and that's what the Bible says, it sunk into his head, it sunk into his mind. The Lord told her, I've given you what, the ability? Power to slay the carnal mind. And that's when God started beating carnal minds of spirit. Carnal minds of spirit. And we're supposed to rebuke the carnal mind. We're supposed to rebuke these things that come against us to get us angry, get us bitter, get us upset, cause us to follow the works of the flesh. I'm going to tell you, when an unclean spirit starts warring against you, you don't just sit there and entertain it. You do, it'll get a hold of you. It'll plant a seed in you. It'll cause you to sin. Because the Bible said when, when lust is conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and when sin is finished, what does it bring forth? Death. So we can't let carnality and carnal faults and evil faults have its way in our minds. Man, when you know you ain't thinking right, you got you got to say, I rebuke you, carnal mind, in the name of Jesus. If you rebuke a spirit of infirmity, sickness, or disease, you can rebuke an unclean spirit. You can rebuke a carnal mind. And we're not doing it. Children of God, either we want this or we don't. Either we want what God's revealing or we don't. If we want it, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And the violent do what? Take it by force. Y'all believe the kingdom of heaven suffers violence? I know it is. I know it is. I had some preachers, some mad up in that meeting that I think they could have found a way. They took me out and stoned me. <laughs> but the people received me. Man, the people. God, they, they absolutely come unglued over this gospel of the kingdom. They're shouting and praising God. And I had a, a man that friended me. He posted on Facebook how great God moved up there. I don't know if you've seen that or not. But he posted how great God moved up there and what God done in that revival and how he was revealing his word and what kind of joy it brought in among the people. And I told him how much I enjoyed it. I said, if you'll uh, forward that to my page or friend me, I said, I'll share it. And I shared it, man. It was talking about how them people received that word up there and how God moved and what God done. And, man, he just got beside himself. He said, I started posting this thing in January. And he said, I'll have a few people hit like or something. He said, I try to post it every day. Sometimes I don't get to. He said, but man, he said, I posted that and you posted it. He said, I had 74 people get back to me and tell me how much they enjoyed that. He said, man, they ain't never had that kind of people respond. Excited. Excited. There's people out there hungry. And as long as you want to run around and preach doctrine, you want to preach tradition, you want to preach tongues, you won't preach against all of my my God every every October. Here they go with the Halloween. Dear God have mercy. Preach Jesus. You can cry out against that spirit, but you ain't going to cry out against it out here in the world because they ain't going to receive it. But stick with Jesus. Stick with Jesus. Leave the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus alone. Stick with Jesus. 
Because if they get the Holy Ghost, they receive the Spirit of Christ, and they're not doing right on it, and it's against God's will and God's agreed will, He'll convict them. Did God clean you up? Did God clean you up? Man, we was a mess, wasn't we? That's what the Lord told me in 84. He said, you quit preaching all this outward dress stuff. Oh boy, I done rocked a boat. <laughs> I'd have people come under my tent. Brother Pope, if you'd come under my tent and I was preaching, I said, man, would you swallow that horse, leave that tail hanging out at your top lip for? I mean, I've done it. Beards, mustaches, wasn't dressed like I, and man, I just, I just tear them up. And then get out of the platform and laugh about, whoa, God got them, didn't he? The Lord told me you run off more folks and get saved. He said, leave it alone. Preach Christ. Get them to repent. Get them to seek for the Holy Ghost. He said, did I not clean you up? I said, Lord, I guess you did. He said, I'll clean them up. He said, you get them to accept me as their Savior. You get them to seek for the Holy Ghost. He said, my spirit gets in them. He said, I'll start convicting them. God, don't clean you up overnight. I don't care what you get in God. God, don't clean you up overnight. There's still things you'll do two months, six months, a year, year and a half, two years after you got saved that God has to just gradually convict you. Take it gradually out of your heart. Pull that, pull that stuff out of your heart. I had to get rid of my good vibrations, Sister Pat. You used to love Beach Boys. You used to love Beach Boys. I mean, I'd go have a good prayer meeting be going down the road sliding an eight track. Now that tells you all how far back it was. Tried uh, slapping an eight track, me pounding on the stern wheel. Good, good, good. Because the Lord had convicted me of it yet. God don't clean you up all at once. But if you seek Him, if you walk with Him, it's a growing. Are we growing? Are we moving forward? Ask yourself, what did the Lord give her the word this morning? Examine yourselves whether you be in the faith or not. Because the Spirit of Christ ain't in you. You counterfeit. <laughs> you reprobates concerning the faith. God don't need no counterfeits. He's got enough. He got enough. And a counterfeit ain't something you can spot. Counterfeit's as close to the real as it can get. Is that not right? They're going to counterfeit money. They're going to get as close to the real as it can get. You could put a counterfeit bill right beside a real one if you didn't have a trained eye. You couldn't see it if it was a good one. You couldn't see it. Why? Counterfeit is as close to the real as it can get. Amen. Story years ago about these counterfeiters. They counterfeited $12 bills. And they stopped in an old country store and went in there and asked the old man if he could change that $12 bill he changed it for him the guy come back and got in the car he said he changed it for him said yeah give me three he give me four threes <laughs> but see ain't nobody gonna you know you know $12 bills counterfeit right off cause there ain't no $12 bills the devil counterfeits what's real and gets as close to the real as he can get and all this stuff on tongues, the church is centered on it, made it doctrine, made it tradition, 
and never centered on the nature and the fruit of the Spirit and the mind of Christ being the evidence that needs to be in you. Amen. What did he say in Philippians 2 and 5? Let this mind which was in Christ Jesus be also in you. What was the mind that was in Christ Jesus? That he thought it not robbery to be equal. That's what's supposed to be in us. That we think it not robbery to be equal with God. And that's what we're supposed to be striving for. Paul said, I press for the mark. What mark was he pressing for? The resurrected life of the Christ to be in us. Is that not right? Anybody study your Bibles this week? You study your word, you have prayer, have your family altar. We ain't got that much longer to get it together. I'm telling you, fixing to miss. Fixing to miss. And I feel that warning of the Lord. And I don't I may speak two minutes, I may speak five, I may speak thirty five, but I'm fixing to put this warning out. Because people fixing to miss the working of the Spirit of God because everything's centered on tongues, everything's centered on a jerk and a shout. Show me where they jerk and shout and rolled in the floor and in the dirt in the book of Acts. And I know when the Spirit of God gets on you, you can get strong. You can get real strong. Can't it, Sister Deborah? I can lay my hands on Sister Deborah and she'll fold up in a ball because she feels that power. But you know what the Lord told my wife? He said, you better learn to contain it. You better learn to discipline it. He said, if you don't, you're going to miss what I want to do for you. When he walked in the meeting in April in Fort Payne, stood right beside her and talked to her. And then he told her to tell the people, said, tell them to open their eyes and they'll see me. Well, she didn't, you know, that's the first time God ever visited her like that. But she did say, the Lord told her, said, I'm among you. Tell them to open their eyes and see me. Well, by the time she said, tell them I'm here. I was laying on my face on the platform. I just turned around and sat up. When she said that, I looked, Brother Ronnie, and Jesus, not a vision, not in the Spirit, the man Christ Jesus in the flesh was standing right beside her. I saw him about two seconds, and he disappeared. But he let me see him as a confirmation of what he told her because I described right where he was standing, how he was standing, and she knew that I'd seen him, and that gave her confidence to know how God had vision. Y'all y'all read that? You read it? Go back and read it again. It's powerful. It's powerful. Amen. When Sister Patty was here the last Sunday in August, never ministered before like that. Never hardly preached, never hardly prophesied. She walked this aisles and ministered to everybody at just about in depth. I mean in depth. Ministered into their lives. Even ministered to me. In depth. And she said she said she was looking down, waiting for God to lead her that next time. And said she took a step. When she took that step, she saw his footstep with her. She's in perfect step with the Spirit of God. And y'all know, Sister Patty, y'all know, I mean, God took her and just totally consumed her. And that's where we're going. This Christ, this man Christ Jesus, with the power, all power in heaven and earth is now in him. He wanted to reveal himself to us. I want to reveal himself to us. Well, we got to turn loose all this other. Because I'm going to tell you, for every time the Spirit of God moves, you jerk and shout and roll and flip and flop and holler and scream and you don't discipline yourself, you'll miss what God wants to do for you. I don't know how many people I've had come to me. I 
call them out and minister to them, tell them some things. They'd come back to me. You remember what God told you about me? No, I don't. You should have been listening. But you go lay hands on them and minister to them. You know what I'm talking about. Tradition. Habit. I'm not saying they ain't feeling something. But somewhere you gotta, as you mature, you learn to discipline the working of the Spirit of God in you. Y'all think every time, uh, y'all think Peter got down on his knees there in Tabitha's room, put the others out, got down and prayed for the mind and the will of God to raise the dead when he got up. That that anointing to raise the dead on him, you think he went berserk in tongues? Listen to me. I'm trying to get down where we live. Because it's causing people to miss what God wants to work in them. Is there a power there? Yes. The Lord knows there's a power there. But He also knows that we've got to discipline ourselves to be able to receive. Y'all think Paul went down and fell on that young man, fell out third law and broke his neck and died? Y'all think Paul went down there and fell on him and flipped and flopped and wallowed over the ground with him, rolled him across the ground? He told us, start disciplining yourself. The Lord wants to visit us. We've got to learn to contain what He's doing and not go off the chain with it. I mean, there's some powerful spirits and anointings that follow me, but I'm learning. I'm learning to contain them. I'm learning to contain them so I can be effectual in what God wants to use me for. Lord speaks to me about you, Brother Donald, and I come over here and I'm going to minister to you and I'm and I can't ever lay my hands on you or minister to you and tell you nothing. I ain't doing you one bit of good. So let's let God teach us. Amen. So ask yourself, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And if you are, how's it working in you? I'm serious what I'm saying. Ask yourself, go home tonight and get your Bible and say, what are my tongues for? What are my tongues for? What are they doing? Why am I speaking in tongues? Is it because I've been taught this way? Or is there something to the tongues? Is there a reason I'm talking in it? Because I'm fixing to get into this. God don't take me a different direction. Because I'm going to tell you between now and first of the year, there are going to be some visitations. There are going to be some visitations. And I expect this power of this kingdom and this visitation Lord told us is coming. I expect, like I said, if we don't get this 29 the first year, I'm badly fooled. But people are going to have to be conditioned in their mind, in their heart, because Lord ain't going to put this in people that ain't sincere. And I'm going to tell you, when this comes, and men step out there like Peter, they start walking the street, shadow starts healing the sick, they go into a greater authority and dominion, People are going to come out of these churches. And they're going to look at preachers and say, I've sat in your church for years. Why didn't you help me? Why'd you leave me bound? Why'd you leave me? Why didn't you teach me how to pray? Why didn't you teach me? And it's going to be too late for some of these preachers. They ain't, you, you ain't going to come knock on the door then. <laughs> say, let me in. No. 
Matthew 25 is what the Lord showed me this morning. There's people fixing me left out of this. So you better get yourself ready. Amen. Y'all appreciate the Lord? Take his notes and study them. I didn't cover half of them. But take his notes and study them. Brother Pope, I'll get you. Did you print him out? That on the fullness of the... Study them, see if I ain't, see if I ain't on target. What did Paul say? We know in part. We prophesy in part. Now, is that the fullness of the matter? No, it's part of the matter. Paul said, you've received an earnest of the Spirit. Right? He said, when the time has come, you ought to be teachers. You have what? Need one teach you again. Which be the first principles, the basics of the oracles of God. And you become such as have need of milk and not a strong meat. God wants to take us somewhere. Amen. I hope y'all appreciate this word. Y'all appreciate this word? Hallelujah. I'll give you something to feed you. You, man, you can feed on this for uh, things I covered today. You go back and really study them. You be studying for a while. I'm having a Bible study in my home every Thursday morning, and sometimes it'll last an hour, sometimes it'll last an hour and a half, sometimes it's two. We have had a three-hour Bible study because I get I get caught up teaching, and man, I sit there and teach just one scripture right after other, just comes together and just rolls, just rolls out of me. And God's edifying people to get them ready for His purpose. Y'all hear what I said? His purpose. God don't care what your will is for your life. I had somebody I was trying to instruct them the other day, and they they told me, said, My God. <laughs> he said, All these years I've lived my life and tried to make things work the way I wanted them to. I said, Is anything work? They said, No. I said, Well, don't you think it's about time you try to do his will? Yep. I can see that now. Couldn't see it the last 40 years. Okay, let's do it God's way. Let's find God's will for our life. Amen. Let's find God's will. God don't care what you want. He said in Isaiah 55, He said, Your ways ain't my ways, and your thoughts ain't my thoughts. So it's time to be still. Amen. So, go home, look at yourself in the mirror. And ask yourself, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And if you have, what, what what's it revealing? What's it doing in you? What is the witness of the Spirit of God in you? Is it just tongues? Y'all listening to me? Ask yourself. Examine yourself. And if things ain't lining up with the Word, you tell God to get you in line with the Word. Tell God to get you in line with the Word because something's fixing to happen. There is a major. I'm going to tell you what God showed me is coming. It changed the course of the church and changed this nation for 50 years to come if people get in on it. But the other day I was praying. And I mean, I just meditating on the Lord and the Spirit of the Lord moved on me. He said, why do you as a minister set still a lot of times in your home he said, instead of going to a church service, he said, he said, my minister sits still unless they've got an appointment to preach. He said, go to a church service. Go to somebody else's church. My spirit leads you. He said, go somewhere. He said, and I can move on you and use you if you're open and ready 
He said, but why sit still unless you've got an appointment to preach? And that's what preachers got in the habit of. They'll sit still unless they're the appointed one to preach. And that ain't a body ministry. God take you in somebody else's church and set the atmosphere. I didn't say you said it. I said God said it. And if it's the mind of God for you to speak and move, God will use you. But he ain't going to use you and you sitting at home. People ain't never going to know about this kingdom if all we're going to do is sit at home. Amen. I don't believe God's going to have us going to churches and argue with folks, but who knows? The Bible said Paul went in and disputed with them. I believe there'll be a time we might go in and dispute with them. But you can't be ignorant. If you do, you will be making a phone call and say, Honey, come bail me out. <laughs> Which, if that's the mind of God, that's okay. Amen. Y'all love the Lord. Have you enjoyed being in the house of God? Let's ask God bless this. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this, Lord. To me, this was sound doctrine. It was sound doctrine, Lord. And you told God, you told Titus, said, let the aged men, God, speak things that become sound doctrine. God, I'm try trying to put sound doctrine in people. God, something that will stand when all hell's breaking loose. Give this word free course, God. Let it fall on good ground. Give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to understand what the Spirit is speaking in Jesus' name. Amen. But you know, even the seed that falls on good ground, it ain't, all of it ain't going to bring forth. Not to maturity, not to perfection. Is that what the Word says? I mean, we know about that fell on stony ground and thorny ground, and, but he said then some fell on good ground. Same seed, same ground. Some brought forth 30, some brought forth 60, some brought forth 100. God can only do what you'll allow him to do. He'll only do what you'll allow him to do. And in another part of that, he said that the cares and pleasures of life choked the word, choked the seed, and said they brought forth no fruit unto perfection or maturity or completeness. They didn't bring it forth. They might have brought forth something. Man, if I'm going to go to the apple tree and get an apple, I want mature. I don't want some scrawny, bitter, dried up, I want something big, full, and mature. Amen. And when you plant an apple tree or any kind of fruit tree, a lot of times five, six, seven years for whatever matures and bring forth fruit. Is that right? So we need to start maturing. Asking God to let this Christ be revealed in us. Hallelujah. Man, I appreciate the Lord today. Take His Word and do something with it. Amen. Take His Word and do something with it. Because I know God started open, He started opening doors for me everywhere. So, and we told y'all, my wife tried to tell y'all two or three months ago, may have to do without you, Pastor, for a couple of weeks. Am I planning on being gone? No, I ain't planning on it, but voice of the Lord speaks to me. Jesus said, for this purpose came I into the world. I must go to other towns and villages. So, I ain't going to forsake y'all, but I may have to go a couple of weeks here and a couple of weeks there. So, but I need y'all mature and ready to step in. And I need y'all getting behind me physically, spiritually, mentally, and financially. Because it's hard to go right now. But it ain't going to stay this way. Amen. Got a car with 307,000 miles on it. Need another vehicle. 
Need some finances. I ain't never been this tight on finances, not in years. But the Lord's going to change that too. He's already changed it. Because the Lord sends me, He's going to make the way. Amen. And I got a big tent. I'm probably going to get up next year. Got a 60 by 90, ain't never been there. Beautiful tent. Got some big old beautiful 65 inch aluminum center poles. Thing ain't never been in the air. Fixing to go in the air. Amen. Time to get souls. But I'm going to tell you, in this Holy Ghost hits, ain't no 60 by 90 going to hold them. <laughs> Lord told me years and years ago, back in the 70s, He said, right now, these racetracks, these ball stadiums, He said, place you can gather 70, 80, 90, and 100,000 in. He said, I'm going to pack them out, preach the gospel. I believe that. I believe that. Hallelujah. So let's honor the Lord. Do your best in your giving today. I need your help. I need you to do what's right in the eyes of the Lord. We got the radio broadcast. We got different things need to be done. Church insurance, light bill. Uh, there's just a lot of things we got to cover. And I need your help. Amen. Because I won't be ready. I don't be praying two hours a day for finances. I told the Lord I ain't going to do it. I ain't praying no two, three hours a day for finances. I said, I'll pray and ask you to meet the needs. I ain't wrestling over finances. I got too much other stuff to pray for and to do. Hallelujah. So, tithe and offering over here. If you got something you want to help us with, put it over here in this bucket. Come on, stand in honor of the Lord. Man, I'm excited about what God's doing. I hope this word gets y'all excited. Study it. If you got any questions, get in touch with me. Email me, call me, text me, something. Just help me get this gospel of the kingdom out. Amen. Has everybody honored the Lord? Hallelujah. Thank you, man. Love you. But examine yourself. I'm serious. Examine yourself. Find out what's in you. Amen. Find out what's in you. Find out what's in you. And if we can get it lined out, y'all know when Sister Patty was here, the Lord told me to go on YouTube and start preaching, and she named a man that's in Germany. And I finally got in touch with him, and we're working back and forth now to get what we need to do for him to gather a crowd in Germany. And we, st we start preaching YouTube live into Germany. And then I got another uh, Brother Mark's wife down in Jasper, Alabama. She's from Kazakhstan, and I'm fixing to talk to her. She's going to go home for a month. Got to do some legal things with her immigration. I'm going to see if we can't get a service or two set up while she's over in Kazakhstan. We can preach this gospel over there. I'm not going to be hindered. I'm not going to be held back. You hear me? Right spirit moves on me. I've done told y'all I'll go stand on the courthouse steps in Elegy and prophesy and speak the word of the Lord. I don't care. I said, Brother Meadow, you go to jail. I said, right, Paul went. Peter went. Good. Because I'm going to tell you something. They're getting ready to kill Peter. He was laying between 16 soldiers, sound asleep. He wasn't worried about it. Angel of the Lord walked in and kicked him. <laughs> said, Get up, man. Throw your garment about you, bind on your sandals, and get up and follow me. <laughs> Peter didn't even know God delivered him until he got outside the city. And the Bible said, the Gate opened up its own accord and the angel disappeared. Peter thought he's in a vision. 
But then he realized God had delivered him. Ain't God good? Yes, Man, God good to us. You love him? Go to prayer with me. Father, I thank you for this. Lord, bless it. God, let it be used, every dime of it, Lord. God, the radio broadcast, the gospel, the CDs, the printed literature. God, the YouTube, Facebook, let us use it with wisdom, Lord, to get this gospel out to people. Let your name be magnified. We give you honor, praise, and glory. Thank you for the people that stood with us and are standing with us, Lord. Let it be that, God, you give us that that we need to get this kingdom to go forth. In Jesus' name, amen. All hearts and minds clear? Anybody need prayer before I dismissed?